0: You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. My name is Pyle, and I'm so happy to be back. I missed a week. Because we got back from our trip from Europe and I was so sick. I couldn't even talk for more than a few minutes without profusely coughing. So now I have my voice back for the most part. I might be taking some water breaks. We'll find out how it goes. But today we're diving into the power of acceptance, the power of being okay with your current reality because I know how hard that is. I think it's probably one of the hardest aspects of manifestation because we ask you to get Get so clear, get so excited on what your future is, get so aligned with who you want to be and your higher self and just focus so much energy in that future state. And kind of it's like that when you open your eyes and nothing has changed, it can feel a little defeating. And so I want to share with you what to do and how to just navigate that emotion. It can feel like you're navigating in between. It can feel like you're navigating just am I even doing this right? It can feel like you're trying to see if you're like your results are showing up in a way and it can feel like a lot of different things happening at once, which is why I want to share with you some tangible tools that when those thoughts start creeping up, when the, where is it, or why is my reality not shifting and how to actually accept your current reality? I want to share with you some techniques, some actual things you can do when you notice that you feel that resistance or that doubt come up or that lack of trust, so to speak. And one thing I want to acknowledge is that there is absolutely a contradiction in the manifestation world where we tell you, okay, get so excited about your future, but then be okay with your current reality. And that feels so confusing and I get it. And that's not crazy. So I'm going to share with you some things that really, really help me when you're in that stage of I want this, but how do I also be excited about now? Because it can oftentimes feel like we're settling. It can feel like, well, if I'm happy now, then why do I even need my future stuff? So all of those thoughts and doubts and concerns are completely normal. They're so valid. And I think everybody experiences them multiple times while you're manifesting different things throughout your life. So I have five different techniques I want to share with you. And the first one is just understanding what acceptance is. And to me, acceptance is another form of gratitude. When we say accept your current reality, when we're asking you to accept it, it doesn't mean that be okay with it and want nothing more. It just means appreciate that you do have a great current reality. You are breathing. You are waking up and seeing beautiful sunsets and sunrises. You have so much to be grateful for, and that's what acceptance I think it can be kind of confusing when we talk about acceptance because it can feel like we're asking you to settle. It can feel like we want you to be okay and just be so happy, which is kind of what we are asking, but it doesn't mean that you can't want more. There's this weird, I think a human kind of limiting belief, like overall humanity, where we struggle to accept what we have when we know we want more. Because I think we associate acceptance with complete peace, no room for more growth, no room for more desires versus acceptance to me is it's a version of acknowledging, Hey, I am grateful for what I have, but I can also want more. It's allowed to be both. And I think that's probably the biggest key indicator of acceptance versus settling. So I'm not asking you to be okay with what you have and never have another desire. I'm asking you to be okay with what you have to the point where it can fill you up with a lot of gratitude where you don't feel the missing or the eager, not the eagerness, but like the lingering or the lack of the desire isn't nearly as prominent as the gratitude for what you have. You can still notice there's a lack of your desire. It is obviously not physically in your reality. But your gratitude is so strong, your appreciation for what you do have is so strong that the lack isn't as dominant as the gratitude. So that's the shift you're looking for. You don't have to look for the state of being where you're so happy with what you have, where you don't care if your manifestation doesn't come. Although that works great, it's very hard to get into that state. And I get that. So if you can just get to a point where you're so grateful for what you have that you're more grateful than feeling like you're manifestation isn't here yet we want to make gratitude or acceptance a more dominant vibration and that's the goal so what you can do is honestly just say thank you wake up and say thank you that's the first thing i do every morning i open my eyes i don't move and i just say i'm so thankful i'm here another day i'm thankful i woke up i'm thankful for my breath and i love starting my days off like that because it's such a beautiful way to wake up and you're like wow I do have so much to be grateful for and that's really really helped me understand what gratitude feels like and the more you practice it the more you say thank you the more you'll start to feel gratitude I think I have a whole episode on the elements of gratitude because I think there's a point where you acknowledge there's a point where you appreciate and then there's a third piece where it's like actually enjoying giving yourself permission to feel the enjoyment of like holy crap, I'm awake another day. Like the magnitude of us being here another day is something we take so for granted. It is so given, right? Like we plan our life years in advance and how naive, like we might not be here that long, but we expect that. And it's something we take for granted. Like our livelihood, I think is something we fully take for granted. So just enjoying like the zestiness of, whoa, we are here, I think is such a powerful element of gratitude that is often forgotten because it's easy to write down what you're grateful for. It's easy to even just like celebrate it and be like, okay, I'm here. But feeling, letting that gratitude kind of fill you up from the inside out is a feeling and a practice, in my opinion, that just takes putting it in a perspective and rationalizing and realizing like this is worthy of gratitude of like a level of gratitude that I don't take for granted. I'm not just saying it because I know it's going to help me manifest something in the future. So those are some of like the super nuanced differences that really help me with practicing gratitude. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're gonna receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. Next up is detachment. So... This is back to contradictions, right? Manifestation is filled with contradictions, but something that's helped me in a detachment state in terms of accepting my current reality is detaching what my current reality is actually meaning about me. It is very easy to look at your current reality and now that you know and you're so aware of the power of the mind, the power of manifestation and the fact that you are a co-creator in your reality, we sometimes will look at our current reality. Say you you get a speeding ticket and it's $500 and you're like, oh my God, what did I do to attract that? That is healthy forms of self-awareness and self-observation, but there's a level of us assigning meaning and us kind of taking everything personally that's in our current reality. We forget that our current reality is made up not only of our energy, but also the energy of so many other people, things, vibrations, that it is a culmination. So, our current reality, yes, it is a reflection of us, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything about your innate ability to be worthy of receiving your desires. It doesn't mean anything about who you are. Like who you are is who you are. Your current reality doesn't change that. Although that is normally the way we all live. We live where if our current reality say I'm podcasting, some part of me might associate my full identity with me being a podcaster or a content creator. And that is me assigning meaning. And we start to put all these labels and I'm like, okay, I'm a podcaster, meaning I have to be really extroverted and I have to have all these creative ideas. And we start to kind of tack on all of these attachments and labels and projections based off of our current reality. When what I'm saying by detaching is if we can detach our who we are, if you can detach your worthiness, if you can detach your fundamental sense of self from your current reality, your current reality won't have the ability to impact you nearly as much because your sense of self, your centeredness is coming from the inside out rather than from the outside in. We oftentimes use our current current reality and our external world to validate us. We use Um, Like the likes on your Instagram post to validate, whoa, I am extra worthy today. Or you use compliments to validate your beauty. We use the... I don't know. We use our homes to validate our level of success. We use so much of our world, of our physical 3D current reality to validate and tell us who we are. When in fact, it's the opposite. You are who you are, and your current reality is. Coming next. Your current reality doesn't mean anything about who you are and it will change. Like you're doing all of this inner work, and your current reality won't change overnight. It won't change instantly because there is an innate buffer time. If every single thought you think, if every single thought you I guess if whatever, if every single thought you had um, immediately manifested, then our whole world would be so crowded. If every single feeling, if every single emotion just popped up in your current reality, we would live in a very crowded world. There is a natural buffer time and when you use your current reality as your evidence, when you use your current reality as your evidence of, is it working? It's actually just putting you in a very tough spot. So instead, look at your current reality, see it for what it is, be appreciative, but also in the back of your mind, know that there is a buffer period. There is things that are working that I can't physically see it, but they are happening because I've been doing all the work. I've been setting my intentions. I've been saying my affirmations. I've been managing my energy. So it is meant to come. It will. It literally can't not come. So detaching what your current reality means about you and the way you see yourself is probably one of the most powerful practices you can do when it comes to working and accepting your current reality. The next one is letting go of resistance, letting go of just the discomfort, letting go of the how, just overall letting go, right? And I've been trying to play with this idea of what does letting go actually look like? And the best verbiage I could come up with so far, I don't love it fully, but I want to share it with you. The best verbiage I can come up with is letting go of the pressure we put on ourselves and just relaxing into it, breathing into it. Because when you feel like letting go is triggered normally by a desire to control, a desire to know, a desire to be very just on top of it. So my invitation is when you feel like you want to be in control, you want to have a grip on something, just relax, relax your grip, release your hands, relax like your breath a little bit. It is relaxing into the experience, relaxing into your current reality. And that is probably a really helpful thing you can do. Just relax your body, ease the tension. I feel like letting go is something that's filled with so much tension. It's a tense, it's, not heavy it's like hard it's a very rigid energy i feel and if you can soften a little bit whenever you feel the need to hold on tighter just soften and let go a little bit and don't try and put a label on what you're letting go of just breathe, just relax, just allow, feel that ease rather than trying to assign way too much logic as to what am I letting go of? How do I do it? Because there is no step-by-step to letting go. Letting go is a practice and how to practice it to me is you can relax into it. So I hope that helps because I know letting go is a very big concept and a very powerful concept in the manifestation and spiritual space, but it can be really hard to put into practice and actually like do it because it's not like you just write it down and it's done. It's a a perspective shift. It's an allowance. It is a state of flow that you're okay with not knowing. You're okay with the discomfort. I think letting go can be synonymous with being okay with discomfort, actually. And The last one for acceptance and what acceptance looks like. I know I said I have five, but I think I'm going to change it to four because one of them is enjoying. And I kind of covered that in the gratitude state. So we're going to make it four. So the last one is being present and being present, taking things moment by moment, the cliche of the century, right? This is what we all talk about. We all know the importance of being present, but it's like, Do we actually practice presence? And what does presence look like? Presence to me, what I've experienced presence as is being okay doing nothing. I think when I notice that I'm trying to be present, I will reach for my phone. I will start to go do something i'll start to try and like go cook or i'll put on the tv when i actually notice i'm trying to be present i actually turn on something for noise i think presence is actually quieter i think presence is just being okay and taking in the world around you i think presence is i think there's a misconception where people think that being on your phone and taking pictures is not presence I have a very interesting relationship with that where I kind of disagree. I think me picking up my phone allows me to be like, whoa, I actually appreciate this and maybe I'm biased because my whole job now is to pick up my phone and make videos. So this is my lens on, I think a lot of people associate being present with being off their phone. What I mean by being off your phone is getting off of social media. Don't scroll maybe. Don't just sit there and mindlessly scroll I think sitting there and taking a picture or two or taking a video or two I actually think that is probably some of the most present moments I have is behind the camera because I'm allowed to just sit there and be. I can't scroll on my phone. I might be having a meaningful conversation. I might be having a meaningful conversation with you, with myself, like right here on this podcast. To me, I am very present in this moment because all I'm focused on is me, you, and the conversation we are having. And to me, that is presence, but there is a camera. So I feel like there's a really big misconception where it's like oh I need to be off my phone to be present but it's like our phones are also our cameras and I don't think cameras are a lack of presence to me cameras are such a powerful moment of presence because I'm able to like just enjoy what I'm doing in that moment and I'm capturing it and then I put it away So I think there are certain misconceptions and certain societal unspoken implications of, oh, if you're on your phone taking a picture, you're not being present or you're so present that you don't even think to take a picture. But it's like there's different intentions of taking a picture. There's intentions of taking a picture to capture a moment. There's intentions of taking a thousand pictures to get the perfect picture. Those are two very different experiences where just taking one, no matter how it looks, I think is such a beautiful act of presence. I went on such a tangent there, I'm sorry, but I hope this resonates with you. But for me, presence is being okay, like I said earlier, doing nothing. I think presence is okay without filling, feeling the need to fill, feeling the need to fill space, feeling the need to fill your mind, feeling the need to fill your attention. I think presence is like just kind of chilling. And I notice I'm the most present when I'm just like looking out the window. I'm like, wow, that palm tree has two really dead leaves on it. Like just taking the time to notice and be wherever you are rather than planning so far in the future or thinking so far back back and reflecting, I think presence is more so presence of your mind and being attentive with where your attention is. So the reason I think like scrolling on your phone takes away presence is because you are mindlessly scrolling. The reason I think gossip takes away presence is because you are talking about something that happened in the past and you're talking about someone else who's just neg- never a great energy raiser so it's like you're talking about the past or the future when presence is just being here now being so engrossed in a conversation and having a meaningful heart-centered conversation I think is such an of presence I think cooking your meal so you can cook but like cooking your meal with creativity and having fun with it is such an active presence so certain things we do are ways of distractions, but you can do the same exact thing from a place of presence if you have the awareness and the intention to do so. So I think a lot of people associate getting off your phone, taking no pictures as acts of presence, but I think there's versions of presence that can involve your phone and technology still. I think it's just the way you use it. So don't feel like you have to abide to everybody else's version of presence. You can create your own version of presence. And for me, presence has been a lot of, not trying to fill anything. I try not to distract myself with a book. I try not to distract myself with music. I try for me, noise is huge. So I try and just not turn on the volume for anything, unless it's another person talking to me. I try to just hear whatever is there, like hear the like wind from outside of my house. Like that feels like an act of presence to me more than sitting and mindfully doing something. I love just sitting in quiet and hearing the noise of like the natural world go by. That's like a very specific example, but it's probably my most specific example of when I feel the most present. Another thing people do is meditation, right? Sitting and focusing on your breath. And we, I don't think I've have done a full episode on meditation in a while. Like just, my version of meditation, what I think meditation looks like. So if that's of interest, let me know, DM me and I can absolutely record that for you because I think meditation can be moving. We can move, we can walk when we meditate. So meditation, I think truly what meditation is, is trying to be present, but we get scared because we think we can't think thoughts. No, you can, but just actively try and quiet those thoughts, actively try and just let those thoughts fly by and allow your attention to be your kind of the only thing you're controlling is where your attention is going, where your mind is wandering, try and control that and bring that back. So I hope this episode is helpful in terms of if you're struggling to be okay with your current reality, even though you know you want something different, that contradiction, that in-between stage, I know can be a lot. So these are some things I do to help me. And I hope this episode was helpful and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media so I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.